listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good morning, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and welcome to this episode number 18 of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. I'm your host, Noah Cross, joined with my best friend, Tyler Bard, and our good friend, Dylan. Dylan, welcome back again. How are you, sir? I am very good. Thanks for having me once again. I always love to be here. Absolutely. Dylan, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Yeah, we uh, actually just had my, like, six, the family, so nobody came over, but Mm. food was good, so can't complain. That's good. Tyler, how about you, my friend? How was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, very good. We just kept it small. Everyone stays staying safe in these COVID times, Um, but it was nice and quiet, had our turkey, our stuffing, where we were nice and full. For sure. And same here, you know, obviously keeping it within the realm of safety uh, for Thanksgiving. We hope everybody listening and or watching enjoyed their Thanksgiving as well. And with Wash that, your hands, people. Wash yes. your hands. Wash your hands, wear your mask. Let's keep it safe. And let's yes. hopefully, uh, not hopefully, let's get through this together. So with that being said, uh, on the subject of Thanksgiving, Tyler and I were just joking before this episode started, and I figured we're going to go with it. Uh, and I want each of us, the three of us, are going to say a wrestler we are thankful for. No matter who it is, no matter who they <laughs> wrestle for, a wrestler you are thankful for. Uh, Tyler, do you have a person in mind? I do have a person in mind. It is... Uh... Someone I have been a massive fan of uh, since the beginning of me watching wrestling. Um, Someone who I think is a major staple uh, that holds together the wrestling community. And that's Triple H, uh, the COO over in WWE. Um, You know, maybe one day he'll smarten up and realize AEW is the place to be. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) but Triple H forever thankful for Triple H. Very good, very good. Dylan, I know I kind of just caught you off guard here. Do you have a wrestler in mind that you're thankful Um, for? You know, I'll keep it within AEW since, you know, that is the whole theme of this. And uh, currently, the guy I've been quite thankful for watching on a weekly basis has been the cleaner himself, Kenny Omega. He's been phenomenal, and I'm so excited for uh, next Wednesday. Very solid choice. Mm -hmm. And it's tough for me to to get this to one person. If you were to ask me on a show that was not all about AEW, I would say a man by the name of John Cena, who Tyler knows is my all-time favorite. I'm shocked you're not saying that. Yeah. (laughs) No, but uh, like I said, if this were not a show about all things AEW, I would say John Cena. However it is, and however I am the host, and the show is my last (laughs) name, therefore, the wrestler that i'm thankful for would have to be cody rhodes uh he just is an absolute enigma at this point he is an all-star he is the, one of the biggest reasons if not the reason if you ask some people why AEW even exists uh if you ask me without him this this all wouldn't have happened there's no way he is uh, yeah. this was his brainchild he put everything he has into this and that show all in was his first push to really say he's throwing all of his chips in all of he has in uh and really trying to elevate something and create the platform that they've made so thankful for cody rhodes and with that being said let's jump into our weekly episode review of a day aew dynamite starting off here hot out the gates with adam page versus john silver so tyler can you just read this first line for me because i feel you'll deliver the last uh, the last little bit there better than i would oh man of course yeah it was uh very good way, funny way to start it off. So, yeah, Adam Page versus John Silver. It started uh, backstage, and it said that with the Dark Order saying, Dark Order is going to get a win tonight. 
You want to know why? Because Johnny Hungy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes, sir. Johnny Hungy, uh, as in John Silver, who was going to take on Adam Page here. Uh, or so, my answer. I'm thankful for John Silver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Tyler making a quick jump there over to John Silver or Johnny Hungy as he was coined. Johnny Hungy. There you go. As he was coined here for this episode of Dynamite. Uh, Or so John Silver put it in the pre-recorded promo ahead of his showdown with Hangman Page in last night's opening contest. I'm sorry, in the night's opening contest. Silver showed off his arms early, then mocked Page's, only to eat a discus forearm to the face. Silver recovered and continued to take things lightly as Tony Schiavone pointed out on commentary that Page came out to the ring without a beverage in his hand that's big stuff you know like know, i'm proud right? i'm proud of him for making progress you know and it's a big boy yeah without a beverage perhaps hinting at a more focused hangman than ever before silver finally focused on the task at hand and wore page down packing his punches with power and delivering a german suplex for two page answered with a springboard clothesline that dropped his opponent off the apron Page fired up, building momentum on strength uh, of a Samoan drop and standing shooting star press. Silver countered with a buckshot lariat with a Hurricane Rana for two, which to that Hurricane Rana, uh, when Page was going for that buckshot lariat, was absolutely mystifying. Like, it just looked beautiful. It came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. A big kick and a brain buster followed for another near fall. Page countered with a lariat attempt but ate a serious uh, a series of kicks to the body. He shook them off and delivered a lariat of his own, followed by a Liger bomb for two, which was a big Liger bomb. He added a buckshot lariat to finally put Silver away, which uh, I don't know if you guys saw what I saw, but it didn't look like the uh, that buckshot lariat landed uh, as much as I guess it was sold to have been landed. But no worries there. Hangman got the W. Dylan, what do we think of the opening contest? You know, I like both of these guys. I think they both very talented and I like the opening match. I like that whole concept. I like what they're kind of alluding to this whole dark order and Adam page thing's been going for a while. I feel like it only could mean one thing. It's either going to lay off with a match. Brody Lee's going to do something or Adam page might even join who knows, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where that goes and it should be very interesting. Very it good. almost sounded as if the dark order was looking for a new leader. Um, because maybe they don't like Brody Lee anymore, at least with the way that Evil Uno spoke to mm-hmm. Adam Page afterwards. It almost felt like uh, not so much that they wanted him in the group, but they needed him in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that is, I know that's a, a reach, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it almost felt like that could be what they were alluding to. Okay. No, fair enough. Um, that's definitely a, a, a bit of a take there. As you said, a bit of a reach, but I like it. You know, I respect it. We'll see where oh, things... I like to do that. He does. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. I, I made Renee have that, that come through <laughs> of her being pregnant. Yes. Oh, yes, man. correct. It, it happened. All you. It was all you. Moxley, Moxley listens to our show. nothing to do with it. Moxley <laughs> listens to our show and was like, you know what? He's right. We're just... <laughs> Anyway, he, he, called, he called me out. I have to announce it now. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, 
Uh, that yes, as you guys said, a great opening contest there. You love to see matches at the beginning of the show that have some hype, have some big action, a few big moves there to really get the audience into the wrestling mood and ready to go for the entire episode, which led us into a match with an opponent that we were all looking forward to and seeing who it was going to be. I predicted it was going to be someone huge, as in Cody. Uh, Tyler, I can't remember who you said last week. Who did you say was going to be? I this said Darby, right. okay. but a certain Dylan said it was going to be a jobber. <laughs> he did. And a Dylan in the comment section, folks, as we always tell you, join us in the comments. Maybe you can make it onto an episode of Across from Wrestling Entertainment. Predicted that it would be an underwhelming opponent. And boy, was he ever correct. Tyler, want to take us away for this match, please? Yeah, so uh, as you were saying, underwhelming is probably the exactly what I would have used to describe it, Noah. Uh, so yeah, so just a few days, a week after turning on Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen, the newly dubbed Powerhouse Hobbs battle. Well, I love that name, by the way. Uh, battled Lee Johnson in singles action. The smaller, faster Johnson tried to stick and run early, but Hobbs got his hands uh, on him and proceeded to demolish the overmatched competitor. He put him away with a massive power slam for an uncontested victory. But, you know, as impressive as it was to see this, that wasn't the moment uh, of this that was all that exciting. Taz would later take to the ring, and he had a few things to say. Uh, he joined the ring uh, with the, holding the FTW championship, and he took exception to AEW not recognizing the title for what it is. He claimed that he would not leave the ring until someone from management came down to the ring. His mic was cut not once, but twice. And Taz would threaten to go on to the commentary team because he knew that they would not cut those microphones. Cody eventually came out of the tunnel and said that Taz was done, claiming to come, uh, claiming to, come to the ring out of respect, Rhodes said that they needed to end this because next week at winter is coming. They will leave it all in the center of the ring. As the segment turned heated, Rhodes asked Taz why his son was training with him instead of his own father. And the human suplex machine applied the Taz mission on the executive vice president of the company, leaving Cody in a little bit of a heap in the center of the ring. I love that they're doing something like this with Taz. He is one of the best submission artists of uh, the, like, 90s, 80s. He was uh, – the Taz Mission put away quite a few opponents. Uh, and Cody's lucky that those men came down to the ring or uh, he would have been <laughs> out cold. Uh, I personally loved it. What about you guys? Dylan, go ahead. All right. So, uh, to start off, straight up prediction. I know wrestling, you know. Lee Johnson. <laughs> Nailed it. I, I, You know, I like Lee Johnson, too. I wish he would get a little bit more recognition. He's – it's not that bad, but uh, you know, I, I predicted the the squash match. I felt it. I don't. I don't know. I know you said you like Powerhouse Hobbs. I don't know how much I like the name yet. Mm. Uh, we'll see as time goes on how either annoying it feels or how meant to be it feels. I'm not sure. Uh, the after segment, I thought it was really good. I have to agree with you. I think Taz being more than a manager here is important to all of AEW because. They don't have like managers like this where they'll get in the ring like this. So I think it's going to be very, very interesting <laughs> to see where this goes. 
Mm. Yeah, for sure. I agree. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. You don't usually see managers getting into the action, as you said. So it seems Taz is more than willing to jump in there, obviously putting a submission on Cody. Um, throwback is correct. Yes. Dylan's dad jumping into the action here in the comments. Absolutely. Uh, seeing Taz going back to his old form of, of wrecking some people here, putting them to sleep. So uh, it's fun to see. As you said, it's something different. Does, will this lead to a match that Taz will have? No, I don't think so. Uh, does, anybody disagree? does anybody disagree I with think me on it that? might. I, it could. I, I, I don't think, know. Because the Nightmare family is massive. Yeah. Um, so I think it could lead to maybe Billy Gunn versus Taz. Oh, uh, we could have those two throw it down at a, at a pay-per-view in the near future. Maybe just next week uh, they throw down on Dynamite a little bit. They get they come to blows and they, they set up a match for the future. So I think that's that. something that could happen. Taz is 53 years old, as I just looked up, dude. How old is Billy Gunn? Five, three. Yeah, Bill, but look, at, close. look at Billy Gunn. When has Taz yeah, looked Taz healthy? Taz doesn't look... Taz doesn't look... <laughs> wow. Jesus. Taz has looked the same his whole career. He You're has never wrong. looked different. This is the same Taz from oh the 80s. And Billy, Billy Gunn... Still kick your ass. Billy Gunn is 57. Exactly. Yeah. Like, look at that. He looks like he's like 30. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Jericho's so, like fifty. He's like forty nine, fifty too. So I mean, right? Yeah, good right. Jericho's a demo god. So yeah, no, don't don't worry. I I know Jericho's. What, what is what is age? When you know, look, <laughs> champion never ages like a yeah. fine wine. <laughs> he only gets better with age. All yeah. right. So obviously, a lot of interesting things happening here around that storyline. We will see where that takes us. Jumping into some tag team action here, where we get to see some young stars go at it. Uh, obviously, I, I would say this is a classic heel baby face match here, right? You ha- you oh, know God, who yeah. your heels are. You know who your mega baby faces are. So we have Top Flight versus the high. Hybrid 2, moments after their breakout match with the Young Bucks, the top flights, Darius and Dante Martin, uh, suffered a sneak attack at the hands of uh, Hybrid 2's Angelico and Jack Evans. This week, they did battle. The Young Babyface team, now official members of the AEW roster, so welcome to the squad. During the picture-in-picture commercial break, Evans and Angelico uh, downed the downed and isolated Dante until a hot dag sp- tag sparked the comeback. Darius rolled over both opponents, rocking Evans with a corner uppercut. A blind tag between the two, the brothers Martin allowed for a double-team sit-out powerbomb. Angelico broke up that pin. A pair of dives wiped out the heels at ringside and a slingshot superplex from Darius. These two dives, by the way, that we're leading into uh, the finish here. Mm. Unbelievable. Like crazy, crazy good teamwork here, obviously. Uh, Darius, followed by a big splash from Dante, earned the team a two count on Evans. The more experienced TH2 answered with some double team offense leading to a two count. The action broke down. Evans demolished Darius at ringside, and Angelico forced a tap out from Dante for an impressive hard-fought victory. Now, when we say Evans demolished Darius, uh, I don't know if you – I know you guys probably saw this, but whoever's listening, if you haven't seen this yet, if you want to go check out this moment from this match, uh, Darius was sitting on the apron of the ring, facing away from the ring, like towards the crowd, where Evans grabbed his feet and pulled them out from underneath him, and he he flat-backed right onto the uh, outside of the ring. Like that – did you guys see that moment? Did you have the yep. same cringe as oh, I yeah. did? 
Okay. He like, was so flush. Yeah. It was like dropping a book on the yeah. ground. And it was like Yeah, literally. I actually sitting by myself, I yelled OF like because you know, <laughs> uh, it just sounded like and looked like it hurt a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yes, this uh, is a so, podcast. You can swear once in a while. It's fine. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> the action broke down. Evans demolished Darius as we said. It ringside, Angelico forced a tap out on Dante for the impressive hard-fought victory. When Angelico refused to break up the hold, the Young Bucks hit the ring to make the save, chasing TH2 off. It's looking like we might be having TH2 uh, having a brush here again with the Young Bucks. Um, I want to know what you thought about this match and if you think that this will lead to a tag team championship match between the Bucks and TH2, Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. Um, TH2 has become a presence now, not just on Dark. They're appearing on Dynamite. So uh, I don't want to call Dark the B show, but it, it kind of is. It's it's the show where the, the stars who don't get a lot of television time go to work on like when what nxt was supposed to be where they they went down to develop more talent and then come up to the main show and fight the big dogs and i think th2 has proven that they deserve to be in this title picture and even when they eventually lose to the bucks for these titles i think it sets up a good uh rivalry with top flight that we can continue to see for a few weeks here dylan what do you think sir yeah, I uh, I agree. I like um, the hybrid too. I've been following Angelico for a while. Like even before AEW, I saw him in like UK and stuff, and he's very talented. And I was surprised he came in as a tag team wrestler, but even there, it's been really good. Um, for them to face the Young Bucks, that's going to be a great match. That's you. Uh, yeah, I think maybe not like next weekish, but probably like the week after. I would be surprised if in a couple weeks the Young Bucks like will challenge you. Um, I, I think the Young Bucks do win because you know they're the Young Bucks. So yeah, but I, Hybrid too. Hybrid too have a bright future ahead of them. Whether it's uh, they keep going as a tag team or they do eventually split, but mm. either way. <laughs> Fair enough. I'd have to agree. It would be cool to see this tag match happen. Mm -hmm. uh, be some great action here, and obviously heels, baby faces to the max. I mean, you, you can't get oh, any yeah. more heel. You can't get any more face appeal than the Bucks, and obviously uh, the new team here, Top Flight. And I love speaking, that heel move because when they had, yeah. when they had him in that, they were not letting mm -hmm. him out of the uh, maneuver, and then he was kicking him in the knee, and they were yeah. just like, it was really, really good heel work until the Bucks could really come out and be the faces, which weird because they were face heel face but yeah, I, guess, yeah. I guess they're the bucks uh and they can be as temperamental as big show was in the early to mid late 2000s <laughs> uh so we'll just allow these face and heel changes because we can just look the other way <laughs> of course Tyler will bring up big show you know <laughs> his face will easy, easy. i will break the shirt out if you say that one word. <laughs> Oh goodness! Well, I I did I did buy you that shirt, so I would be asking. Show big power. Yeah, Peter stole it anyways. It's all covered in like painters stuff now. It's ruined. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't even think they sell those anymore. So that was a relic, sir. I know. He he, he showed up at my house one day. The sleeves are cut off. I'm like, what have you what have you done? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Fair enough. So, hey, speaking of teams and tag teams, we here at Clovercrest are a team of all different podcast shows and personalities. And we have a few ads here from a few of our friends over here at Clovercrest. Have you ever felt stuck in your marriage or relationship? Have you ever wished that there was someone uh, that could tell you everything you need to know about love and relationships? Is this 
Uh, if this is you, then the Music and Vibes podcast is for you. The Music and Vibes podcast is a podcast hosted by uh, Kiana W. Mitchell that discusses different relationship issues and what you can do to improve them. For more information about the Music and Vibes podcast, go to musicandvibes.com. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball. Man there. Got him. Meshing touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. In the red zone, Alabama with three minutes of change remaining in the half. Jones fires to the corner. Devontae Smith. Touchdown, Alabama. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. Crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq. And then Shaq goes like this. And the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, hold on. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997 when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20-plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. And a very good thank you for all those messages from Clover Crest. We are so happy to have such a supportive and strong group here. And with that being said, let's get into another match with two supportive and strong groups going against each other. Tyler, take us away for this one, please. That was an adorable intro. <laughs> oh, that was so nice. Supportive and strong group. You can't Aww. tease me. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> the new and improved Inner Circle accompanied Chris Jericho and Jake Hager to the ring for a high-profile tag team match against SCU's Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. The contest marked the first time in their Hall of Fame-worthy careers that Jericho and Daniels squared off with each other in any form. Any form. Any form. These guys have been wrestling for 30 years, and in any form, this is the first time they're fighting. Daniels and Kazarian uh, outquicked Jericho, downing him and adding a double stomp for the, from the ladder. A tag to Hager turned the tide in the heel's favor as the big man overpowered and punished Kazarian in the corner. A trip up by Santana at ringside allowed Hager to continue his dominance, this time over Daniels. The inner circle beat down the fallen angel heading into the break. The heels worked over Daniels throughout the commercial timeout, but he ultimately made the hot tag to Frankie Kazarian. The former tag team champion exploded in the bout, wiping out both of his opponents and diving over the ropes and onto the inner circle. Daniels would tag back in and wipe out Hager uh, out the over the top rope. Suicida, wow, I could not talk with that one. And then <laughs> scored a near fall off a crossbody on Jericho. 
Daniels, Daniels continued his role delivering the uh, a best moonsault over to Hager. Ultimately, it was MJF's interference by way of a shot to Daniels' face with the dynamite diamond ring that led to Jericho's Judas effect and Hager's pinfall victory. Uh, definitely a match that I expected more out of, uh, but they did a good job uh, involving guys from the inner circle uh, and getting this dynamic of we have more people than you do, so we're always going to win. Um, hmm. I enjoyed it. I don't know if uh, what's, uh, MJF is going to be able to interfere as well soon because he may be losing that ring pretty dang soon. Uh, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Dylan, did you like this one? I did. I really did. I think the whole dynamic of the inner circle right now is is great. I love that. Yeah. They have Wardlow and MJF there now. And if they're all going to be around the ring every match, like, how are you going to beat Jericho and Hagar? Like, you're just not. They're already good as they are. You add all the interferences you can have on the outside, unstoppable. Yeah, they're in trouble, definitely. And I, you were saying, uh, when you brought up Wardlow, it just makes me laugh every time because every time they're backstage, Wardlow yeah. and Hager <laughs> are just staring, staring at, at each other. other. <laughs> I love it. It's just the side eye, too. It's yeah. just, a, just enough. It's just enough. so you know? good. So uh, uh, I, I still want them to fight. To touch on your statement, though, MGF is going to win that. He's got to win. Really? Yeah, I, I know. We're, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I wouldn't hey, be surprised. Don't worry. So, worry. We'll so, dynamic, so dynamic to his character. What we're speaking about, everyone, is that the Dynamite uh, Diamond is up for grabs next week. So we will approach that as the uh, show goes on. I am excited for that. Can't wait. Absolutely. We'll, we'll do uh, we'll do picks for next uh, week's episode because it is going to be a special episode. So we'll take some picks here. Why not? Um, with that being said, I also enjoyed this match. I thought it was a, a great match, obviously. I like how the inner circle really um, plays well with each other. Like all the, the goons, as we'll call them, on the side of the <laughs> ring there, literally like mocking everything that's happening in the ring. Like there was a point where the ref had his back turned because there's just so much going on and nobody could see Jericho interfering, even though he was obviously in the match, but he was on the uh, apron. Oh, yeah, he choked it for like yeah. five minutes. He was choking Kazarian, um, uh, <laughs> and then Sammy Guevara is outside the ring like, oh, look, the ref can't see. Like, <laughs> like they're just ridiculous, but it's it's funny. You know, like they're playing yeah. into their characters. They're playing into those guys that you just look at and you're like, oh, what jerks, you know, like. Uh, so it's good to see. They're, they're obviously a really good uh, vibe there. And I did like seeing uh, Scorpio Sky come out at the end, mm. obviously, uh, to save his buddies from the beatdown. He said the F word on TV. Yeah, um, right off. Yeah, I know. Craziness. But, hey, great match there. Oh, an overall fun episode of Dynamite, obviously, so far. This next segment here, uh, I personally thought was absolute genius. I oh, thought yeah, it was, was very well done. This was, this was fantastic. And that was the contract signing for the AW World Championship match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Justin Roberts delivered another over-the-top introduction of Kenny Omega, but before the top contender to the AW World Championship could make his grandiose entrance, John Moxley attacked, kicking his ass, as the script says here, to the ring before delivering a paradigm shift on the world title. Uh, I don't know who you hired to take me out last week, says Moxley, but they did a piss-poor job. I thought we settled our difference a year ago, but then you had to go ahead and piss me off, are the remarks that the champion Moxley delivered to a beaten-down Omega. 
Moxley went into the hype mode uh, with uh, an intense promo, win, lose, or draw, winter is coming for you, Kenny. He continued, steady your aim and take your shot because you only get one, signaling his fingers into that gun shape that his unhinged character does so much, giving a callback to his character before he would even get to NXT. Moxley signed the contract before exiting the ring. To me, that is how you set up a match. That was absolutely, yeah, you know, were we clapping for? I clapped. That was, yes. That right there was perfect because they went tit for tat. Kenny got the best of Moxley last week, and maybe, like, we still maybe. honestly we don't, know. don't know if that was Moxley, maybe, uh, I'm sorry, Kenny, that who hired it was, someone. It was Renee. <laughs> <laughs> what a swerve. What uh. a swerve. Um, that's like a that's a McMahon storyline if I ever heard it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, goodness, I uh, would recall it. Whether it was Kenny who beat him down the week before, we don't know. If it was, as obviously, if you ask Moxley, he's guaranteeing you that it was. Um, he got his his, his payback, and he's going to get even more retribution come that match. I love how Kenny sold the hell out of the paradigm shift. Mm. Like, oh yeah, sure it wasn't the championship, but Kenny was just down like. It was basically yeah, a sense yeah. of if Moxley hits one, the match is over. And it's yeah. nice to see them building up the move like that because in similar to a fashion where Kenny Omega's one-winged angel was uh, portrayed in New Japan, he only hit one when he won matches. Even his big matches against Kazuchika Okada, Okada would hit clothesline after clothesline, Rainmaker after Rainmaker, and he would keep dodging the one-winged angel until he finally hit it, and then that was the match. And it's, I, I have a feeling it's going to be the same with the paradigm shift as Moxley is this new guy. He's this new beast. He might kick out of the one-winged angel, I'd say, once, uh, but I don't oh see Kenny God. kicking out of the paradigm shift at all. Dylan, what do you think of this segment? Well, just off of that, I think me and Tyler think the opposite. I think you could see a kick out of the paradigm shift with mm-hmm. the one-winged angel right now. Nobody's kicking out of mm-hmm. Um Moxley will kick out of that move. <laughs> Especially you after think, that one he delivered on Hangman. You you're sounding like he's going to win. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we'll get to that later. because I. <laughs> so first of all, I got a lot of keynotes I have to say about this. First, I'm so happy they let Justin Roberts say everything about Kenny before Moxley tackled him. <laughs> this is the greatest entrance I think I've ever seen. Like, this is just every week it's something different. Yeah, yeah. So the two chicks come out and do their little, the, the cleaner dance. I think it's all oh, great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Um, well done. Uh, yeah, the paradigm shift on the title... That, yeah, that was played perfectly by both of them. And uh, one thing I do got to say, Moxley out here ripping words straight out of Finn Balor's mouth. I don't know if any of you caught that. That is a promo Finn Balor said a couple months ago. Oh, really? No, I didn't catch that. Take a shot at me. You better not miss. That's, he was the prince. So mm-hmm. I, I was a little bit, I was like, I don't know. I know you could do it because Kenny does the gun and he's like, goodbye, good night and all that. But. A little bit. I don't know if he uh, even watches it enough, but a little, little tired. No, you know, Mox, Mox is really good with words, though. Mm-hmm. Even when, like, the Shield initially came up, he was their, he was, their yeah. first promo guy. Um, so Mox is incredible with words. He has a way of fitting uh, little nods to other wrestlers in it here and then. So maybe it was on purpose. Maybe it was a nod to Finn Balor. Like, I know when... Uh, Dusty Rhodes passed away. He mm. cut some incredible promos that included Dusty's old promos. Um, so Mox has a really good way with words. So maybe it was intentional. Maybe it was just a coincidence. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Mm. Mm. 
Tyler, you seem like you were itching to say something about this segment. Yeah, you know, I really liked I you guys have basically covered everything I wanted to say except for one thing. Um, and it was backstage. Um, Kingston was cutting a little bit of a promo backstage and he got interrupted by Mox, who literally didn't say anything. Moxley just got right in his face and Kingston knew immediately what it was. He goes, Wasn't me. Yeah. You know it wasn't me. And he walked away and he goes, Damn, you're messing up my what do you say? My, my chi, my feng yeah, shui. Something like that. <laughs> He's like, God, messing up my feng shui. And he walked off. That was, and they just completely, that was a great buildup because we knew that Mox was not messing around uh, tonight and he was in a bad mood. And when he came up and you could see his uh, shadow behind Kenny's in the tunnel, it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Game time. Was so good, by the way. Yes. I didn't mention really well that yes. moment. Like the second you saw and you saw Mox do his neck twitch, and you were just yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, oh, this yeah. is happening!" <laughs> it was great. Game it time, was great. Uh, and with that being said, I think this match now next up that we're going to talk about was also great. And I'll let Tyler take us away for some women's action. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was very much looking forward to this match coming into this week. Uh, I'm a big Anna Jay fan. Um, I hope she eventually is going to be champion. But uh, unfortunately, this wasn't the week for her to get the job done. Anna Jay's first appearance uh, on AEW Dynamite came on April 1st in a loss to Hikaru Shida. Wednesday night, she had the opportunity uh, to right that wrong and capture her first women's title in the process as she squared off with her familiar foe, all while her Dark Order cohorts watched from the stage. Not all of them, but some of them. Uh, after seizing control of the bow on the floor, Jay spent the commercial break working over the lower limbs of Sheeta. The challenger uh, dominated during the break, grounding Sheeta and working a headlock in the process. But back from the break, Drake dropped Sheeta and ordered Conti to retrieve a steel chair. With the referee distracted, Jay caught Sheeta in the leg with a kendo stick and then applied the Queen Slayer. Sheeta fought out but nearly fell prey to a quick roll-up moments later. The champion escaped and delivered a straight jacket suplex for a near fall and followed with a tama, uh, tamash, Tamashi. Man, I'm having trouble with words today. With a Tamashi for a hard-fought victory. Um, it, it's, I wrote hard-fought, but I, I actually don't fully agree with myself there. The second time I watched this through, um, it just felt a little bit rushed mm. um and i feel like these two could have definitely put out a better match i i hope she gets another chance down the road uh to prove herself anna jay um but it looks like unfortunately it's not going to come anytime soon because as Sheeta went up the ramp she was met by this undead villain mm -mm. uh unfortunately abaddon has her uh eyes set on the AEW Women's Championship. And Hikaru Shida, I know I've picked against you every single time. This time, <laughs> this feels very obvious. Um, this woman, zombie, monster, uh, is definitely going to walk away with that title. Yeah, um... The match was good. I enjoyed the action. I enjoyed the, I obviously, the numbers game that comes in and plays around with these matches, like the chair being handed in, followed by the kendo stick, and Sheeta obviously fighting off all the obstacles, whatever else. I agree with you with the C grade, by the way. I thought it was good. Uh, the post-match here with Abaddon coming out, 
Oh, bleeding. Yeah, like blood pouring from her mouth and then leaving her mark on the championship, as Jim Ross noted. Um, terrifying. You know, I don't like scary. <laughs> so not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, uh, no. I should send back that Abaddon figure. All right. Oh. Yes, yeah. I don't want that for Christmas. So, <laughs> so that's a no. Dylan, what'd you think of uh, this moment um, here? I, I'm going to be honest here. I don't really know who Abaddon is. Is she from TNA? No, she's from Dark. Um, so I right. don't know where she came from before that. Um, but she's just been absolutely destroying anyone who got in her path. She unfortunately got injured. Um, so if you haven't watched dark, uh, if you didn't watch it early on, um, that's probably why you don't know her very well. Um, but she's just this zombie character that just beats the holy hell out of anyone that gets in the ring with her. Okay. Yeah. I, I was kind of like taken back. I'm like, is this a bigger moment or not? I'm oh. not quite sure, but Please. judging by the character, it seemed like, uh, we for a treat. Yeah. That ter- absolutely terrifying. This yeah. feels like it could be a match that lasts less than two minutes. Really? Um, when they go no. up against each other. Ooh. I don't know. I think Abaddon will absolutely rinse Hikaru Shida. But I've never had any faith in Hikaru Shida. That's so true. We can always pick right. against her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to still go with Hikaru Shida in that match. As you know, I will, because she has not, not let me down so far. That's true. And, yeah, We don't uh, know if that's happening next week true. or not, though. They didn't true. announce a day. Um, but uh, it looks like she's got her uh, sights trained on that title. Mm. Let me ask while we're on the topic of the women's title. Uh, somebody I want to see who we haven't seen since like the beginning of Dynamite. Awesome Kong. That's somebody I want to see. <laughs> That's, it is. I don't think she'll ever come back. Uh, I it, think that was like a two-time was thing. There, was there anything that happened with that? I feel like you guys might know more than me. No, just uh, she's had her time in the spotlight and She's there to basically develop the, the women's still... division. Oh, man, that's tough. I, I I was a fan of her as Karma in WWE. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, Noah and I watched that together, that yeah. Battle Royal, I believe. And when I, when Brandy came out uh, and said, this is it's going to be awesome, I'm like, yeah. wait, shut up. No, it's yeah. not. And then the roar happened. I'm like, oh! Right, I was excited too. I'm like, this, this—that's something I'd want to see. And they like teased her in like a feud, and then like I never saw her again. Yeah, see you later. Well, I think if she comes back, uh, we could see an incredible monster versus monster match with uh, her and Nyla, um, and then the winner of that go on for a title opportunity. Yeah, which I would like Nyla to eventually hold that title again. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, we shall see. Great segment there. Uh, what's going to happen with Abaddon, Sheeta, the women's championship? A lot of questions, a lot to look forward to, which I was looking forward to this main event here where we had the Bastard Pack and Ray Phoenix take on the Butcher and the Blade in one heck of a main event on AEW Dynamite last week. A week after returning in the Death Triangle, Penta L0M accompanied Ray Phoenix and Pack to the squared circle for the main main event showdown with the butcher and the blade accompanied by the bunny eddie kingston walked as butcher <laughs> you're good there tyler you're getting excited homie sorry sorry <laughs> eddie kingston watched as butcher and blade started fast and furiously attacking their opponents on the stage pack and phoenix answered building momentum for themselves until the even bigger heels momentarily isolated the bastard 
A tag to Phoenix saw a turn of the tide as Death Triangle sought its first victory in months. The team worked over Butcher for the considerable portion of the match until a tag to the Blade saw the big manpower uh, his way into the match and pushed the smaller Phoenix. Pack tagged in, took flight to Blade and headed up for a splash. Blade rolled out of the way and caught Pack coming back in with a power slam. Butcher re-entered and turned the bastard inside out with a lariat. Blade delivered a doctor bomb for two on Pack. The action broke down and Bunny distracted the official and Eddie Kingston crotched Phoenix on the top rope. What a phrase there, by the way. Crotched yeah, Phoenix crotch. on the top rope. <laughs> what a, it sounds painful. Like, if you never heard that word before, you would say, you know what? That does not sound pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> Butcher and Blade capitalized and scored the pinfall victory. The victors, Kingston and the Buddy, stood tall in the wake of their monumental win. Kingston would then deliver a DDT to pack onto a steel chair and sought to do more damage until... Lance Archer, look at the eyes on that man. It's just a psychopath. Lance Archer uh, would make his way to the ring to make the save. He pummeled anyone in his path, clearing Kingston out of the ring and standing tall to go off air. Tyler, what did we think of our main event? Uh, I said it last week. I said it the week before it. I said it the week before that. I said it the week before that. The Butcher, the Blade are so good. I love their dynamic with the bunny. They are becoming must-see wrestling in Dynamite. They've been the main event two weeks in a row, and I love it. I absolutely love that these guys are going to uh, be at the top of the picture. I want them to hold the titles, and I would love it for them to be the ones who beat the Young Bucks. What a monumental win mm -hmm. that would be for these guys to beat the Young Bucks. Um, and also, I love the fact that JR seemed super confused at the end of the show when, uh, <laughs> when Lance Archer came out. He was just like, what kind of problem does he have with any case? And I'm like, did you forget that? Where, <laughs> where, where have you been? That was like the leading thing. Uh, for their right. But okay, whatever, JR. Just go take your nap, have your coffee. Uh, we'll come back and pick you up, Grandpa. It's okay. Mm. You'll be fine. Well, and everything will be fine. We'll get you some barbecue sauce. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I absolutely enjoy. Oh no, don't don't do it to me. Uh oh, do you have it? <laughs> Signed. Oh, Signed. that's wonderful. <laughs> Good old Jr. Um, so I guess I'll leave. I'll leave with this. Uh, in in Jr.'s words, this was a slobber knocker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well done. Dylan, what'd you think, sir? I, I, this is a great match. I love, I, I'm really starting to grow on all four of these guys. I've loved Pac for a while, but I, these, these, this, these groups individually are phenomenal. And to see them both in the main event, it's great. Uh, I didn't see that happening in the end. I kind of thought Death Triangle was going to win, and I'm pleasantly surprised that yeah. the Blade got a win here. It's, it, you know, yeah, it helps them. Um, and then aftermath, I didn't think anybody was going to help them, but they kind of like, like, Oh, someone's going to help. Like, you know, typical wrestling ways. And yeah, Lance Archer came out. Yeah. They panned out. I'm like, nobody's <laughs> going to help them. They're still heel. Like who would help them? And Lance Archer came out. I was, I was happy about that too. It's, For it's sure. yeah. 
For sure. And yeah, I have to agree with both of you. It was a great show. Butcher and Blade are definitely doing amazing things. I'm excited to see where their career is going to go. It's nice to see Archer back in action, pummeling everybody in his path, as we noted here, to close out the show for AEW Dynamite last week. So, as we always like to do, being the marquee wrestling fans that we are, Tyler, out of five, what would you give this show? Um, I, this was a very good show. I don't, I, I think it was probably on the same length as last week, so I'll, I'll give it a four again. Dylan. Yeah, I'd agree with Tyler there. I, I, there was a lot that like happened, not too much that would be like a perfect score. So I'd say a four too. Mm. I'd have to agree with you there. I'll stick with the trend and go with a four. Great show. Uh, I wouldn't say it was like over the top and to go well that way with a five, but great show nonetheless. Coming up next week, we have an action-packed week here of AEW Dynamite in the sense of winter is coming, folks, for AEW. First up, a match that we referenced before, the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale. So far announced for this match are MJF Wardlow, Miro, Kip Saban, OC, Scorpio Sky, Matt Seidel, Private Party, um, Matt Hardy, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, Sammy Guevara, Adam Page, and Sean Spears. And like I said, those are the names announced so far. Dylan, I know you wanted to talk about this a little bit. What do you have to say? Because I know you have a pick already that you mentioned before. <laughs> yes. I, I really am excited for this. All these names are great. Like, there is not a bad wrestler in this group. It's not like easy somebody's getting thrown out right away type right. thing. Anyone could win this, realistically. Um, um, Matt Seidel uh, slips off the top rope again. Oh, they just come, make on. It come on. Come on. That's nice. Is this going to be Seidel's uh, debut number two? Like, uh, give it another go. <laughs> Uh, there's, two, there's two people I hope win this match. One of uh -huh. them being, has to be MJF because I think it works best for him. But I'm not going to lie. If Sean Spears were to win this, I also wouldn't be mad. I think that'd be very fun. Very good. Very good. Tyler. All right. Um, that's Sean Spears. I wasn't expecting that. That'd be a huge win for him. Mm -hmm. um, but I have my eyes set on someone in this picture that just seems to make the most sense story-wise. And I have a second that I'll follow it with. But I think the person who needs to win this match is Wardlow. Um, I think that would be a massive win for Wardlow because then he gets to have the, the ring of the guy who's abused him for the last year. Mm. Um, and so now it will be on his finger. They're, they're equals now. They're, all, they're both part of the inner circle. You know, they're, There's no leader here. Uh, so for him to turn the tides and take the thing that MJF loves most, that could be a cool storyline. That'd be crazy. And that the backup for that would be Miro. I think Miro deserves a big win here. So to have him continue his rage and win and have this ring, I'm all for it. Hmm. Well, I'm going to take the most simple route possible with this one. MJF is going to win this match. Hey, there we go. And that's, that's coming from a hater of MJF. Literally, Tyler, what are you doing? Like, what, what? <laughs> no, I think MJF's on this little spiral right now where he doesn't need to win and he's going to get annoyed of not being the star and the leader. Um, so I don't think any, he can have any big wins right now. Mm. I could see. I could see. Well, I'm looking forward to this one. We'll see where it goes. Definitely a first of its kind with the Diamond Dynamite. I should say Dynamite Diamond, excuse me. Another match that we have coming up next week is Chris Jericho versus Frankie Kazarian. Oh, boy. Looking forward to this. Two definite veterans of the sport. Quickly, Dylan, who do you got? Obviously, I'm going with Jericho. I hope we see more of the tactics from the inner circle, but Jericho's mm. got to win. 
Tyler. Uh, I think Inner Circle costs Jericho the match by accident and Kazarian pulls off the upset. Okay. Those are some big words. Mm. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Kazarian and I think as you said, they're gonna cost Jericho. I don't think it'll be by a pinfall. I think it'll be by like a disqualification. Is that what you're going with, Tyler? Yeah, it'll no no no. I, I think it'll be a like okay. a roll up. Like, like oh, they distract okay. somehow he gets distracted by his own guys bickering at ringside or something like that. Not a lot of people be Jericho. Maybe because Wardlow has a certain ring on his finger and they all start getting upset with each other. <laughs> so everything's coming together, Tyler. <laughs> everything's coming together. All right, fair. I'm gonna go with Kazarian by a the referee actually sees them being dumb and maybe end the match there. We'll see. Okay. Uh, all right. Anything that's crazy. No, you can't go with that. <laughs> fair enough. And uh, if, if anything, Dylan, this is gonna give you a big edge because Tyler yes. and I both just went with Kazarian. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes versus Ricky Starks and the powerhouse Hobbs. This one's going to be, oh boy, exciting to see this freaking match. Here, I'm going to go with Cody and Darby Allen because I'm not going to pick against them. Darby is the champion. I can't see him taking the L. Will Hobbs will not be pinned in this match. He's going to look strong. I think that the only way they're going to get him to not be a part of the finish is if they just kind of knock him out so he's outside of the ring long enough so they could pin Starks. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I actually agree with you on this. Um, I don't think I, I think Ricky Starks is in this match to be the one who gets pinned, mm. um, kind kind of like they used to book Kane at the end of his career. Mm. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's why he's here. I think they couldn't put um, their current FTW champion in there to get pinned either. So we needed someone to take that pinfall mm. for sure, Dylan. Yeah, I'm agree. I think we're gonna take the round here. We're all gonna agree here. I think. In the future, we're going to see Hobbs and um, Cage team up just because they can against Darby. And they'll be amazing. And I think that would be very great to just beast in the ring. But Mm. this week, Darby and Cody would be very nice to see with. For sure. Cannot agree anymore. Some women's action here for winter is coming. The Dr. Britt Baker DMD will take on Lila Hirsch. uh, Or Layla Hirsch? Do we know? Yeah. You got it. Okay, Layla. very good. Layla Hirsch, my apologies for butchering it the first time there, in a women's match here. Uh, Dylan, who do you have? Going with Britt Baker. She's got to start building some momentum to get a title soon. For sure. Tyler. Yeah, come on. Obviously, Britt Baker. Ooh, I love to hear it as Dr. <laughs> Britt Baker. It will be my pick as well, and I think she'll be beginning her climb, as Dylan said, to a women's championship contest. And that leads us to what is going to be our main event of the evening, at least I would think. Oh, we'll, we will see Kenny Omega challenge John Moxley for his AEW World Championship. I am excited to see this match. First, start us off. Tyler, who's winning and why? It's time for a new champion in AEW, especially because Mox is about to be a daddy Mox. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega is the best person to take, to take this title off of Mox. Uh, so get your brooms out because the cleaner's coming for you, Moxley. Ooh. Dylan. I got to say, I'm so excited for this match. This whole this whole night feels like a fighter fest, like a smaller pay-per-view. Yeah, honestly. Like, it, it's it's hyped up. I'm really excited. I'm also taking Kenny Omega. I think everything he's done recently, everything he's done in the past, it's all led to this, and it's going to be great. And Kenny's walking out finally with the belt. 
Mm, very nice. Uh, and I'm going to have to disagree. I love Kenny Omega. Any other circumstance, I would probably pick him. I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to go with John Moxley retaining his AEW World Championship here. And as I said before, the match will go like this. Um, Moxley will continue to try and hit the paradigm shift and Omega will keep reversing it, reversing it. Omega will finally hit a one-winged angel. Moxley will kick out to the astonishment of everybody and then it will take one paradigm shift to pin Kenny Omega, cementing Moxley as that overall mega champion that we know he is. Regardless of who wins, I think we're all going to win during that yeah, event. It's going to be a great match. Sure. It's going to be a great match and a great show, which leads us into the end of our great show, at least we would like to think. We want to first talk about our friends over at Clovercrest Media. If you like podcasts, make sure you visit Clovercrest Media for a wide variety of different podcasts covering sports, relationships, and many other things. One of those other podcasts we want to talk about quickly is our friend with uh, over at the Hard Hit and Wrestling Show, hosted by Obi Muniz. They will be having a very special guest on their show on December 1st, the day before winter is coming. So a very impactful week, Tuesday and Wednesday, of great wrestling action here where the Hard Hit Wrestling Show will be interviewing Leo Rush. Join them, uh, let's see, Tuesday night, right? Tyler, do we know what time they go on? If not, we can make a post about it on our uh, page. Usually around 7 or 8 o'clock. You, you can probably bank on 8 o'clock. Perfect. So bank on 8 o'clock. We, again, we will be making sure we share that on our page here at Cross and Wrestling Entertainment so you could see them interview Leo Rush on the Hard Hit Wrestling show with Ovi Muniz. And with that being said, this was Crossling Entertainment. I'm Noah Cross. That's my best friend, Tyler Barr, joined by our friend here, Dylan Bracha. We will see you next week. Same time, same channel. Thank you for joining us. Listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.